How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. Megan Adelini here with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy-Stevens. We're talking about the offensive coordinator situation with the coaching carousel. So we heard from Tommy Curran in the midday show no contact from Bill Belichick to Bill O'Brien that anyone has heard about. Yep. There has been, as of 1 o'clock today... Radio silence. Radio silence, as we all like to say. This is from Burt Breer from Sports Illustrated, Monday Morning Quarterback. He wrote this uh, in his column today. He said, The question with Bill O'Brien would be how aggressive the Patriots are willing to get to be to get him. Belichick's never really been in a position where he had to bid on a coordinator candidate with almost all his hires in those jobs being promotions. Uh, So if Tennessee, Vegas, or Tampa comes after O'Brien, will Belichick compete for him? Will Kraft push the issue? It'll be interesting to see. Can I pause you for Did you say Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. That makes no sense. I guess just the Raiders tie. I mean, the I mean the Raiders tie back. to Josh the Patriots, calls the plays, but there's so many Patriots there. On no, I know, staff. but why would Billy O'Brien, who's an Look, offensive I didn't coordinator, write it, go to, Andy? Well, let's eliminate that. Okay, that's, that's so dumb. not Vegas. So p- you're possibly in contention, essentially, with Vrabel and Tampa, or mm. college, or college. Are we closing the door? I don't even. He I don't follow wants, college he enough. He said he wanted by this train of thought. Bill O'Brien has made it known he wants to return to the NFL. So we're only yes. talking about NFL okay. right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever's he wants happening to live at in Alabama, Massachusetts. I don't know. So the one answer is be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. There we're done you here. Go. Okay. All right, well, I he called next him from Lawrence. Bill O'Brien was also on NBC Sports, and uh, he talked about Bill O'Brien wasn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> Albert Breer was on NBC Sports talking about if it's not going to be Bill O'Brien, because again, no contact between the Bills that we've heard of. Who's it going to be? So I, I think the obvious name would be Chad O'Shea, you know, and, and I think Chad O'Shea's, you know, gotten some experience that Shanahan offense working for Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. He's our pass game coordinator right now. Um, I don't think things ended great between O'Shea and the Patriots, but that was the case with Brian Dayball 15 years ago and Dayball wound up coming back. So I think you can mend those fences. Chad O'Shea's a guy who's got a lot of background in the system with the receivers coach here forever. He'd be one name to take a, take a look at Nick Cayley's another one that I brought up pretty consistently. I know ownership likes him. He's the tight ends coach. That'd be an internal hire, but I think Cayley's incredibly competent and has the respect of the locker room. And again, of ownership. And if you want to go completely off the board, here's one for you. The Patriots have done their research on Cliff Kingsbury. Now, I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is even going to be available. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is going to want to coach if he's fired in Arizona. 
But I do think he's somebody the Patriots would look at as far as if you're looking at somebody who might be able to move things forward a little bit and who has different ideas to inject into what you're doing. And I know that things haven't been perfect in Arizona, but one thing defensive coaches have told me consistently over the last couple of years is because it's so outside of the norm, Kingsbury's offense might be the most difficult to prepare for in the entire NFL. So I, I believe that TV appearance was Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. So obviously it was before the news yesterday that Cliff Kingsbury did get fired by the yep. Arizona Cardinals. He inserts in there, not even sure if he's going to want to coach right now, maybe take a little breather, do something else. I'm going to start with the first name that he throws out there, Andy, because you were shaking your head at Chad O'Shea. Yeah, I don't think it ended great here in New England. I know it didn't end great for him in Miami, and he's sort of worked his way backwards since then, and Burt brings up the other interesting point. He was the Patriots wide receivers coach from 2009 to 2018 when he then moved on to had an advanced. There was opportunities in there. He could have advanced in New England. Didn't. Um, I don't think Chad O'Shea is a real likely candidate to to be the offensive coordinator here. Fitzy? And, and I don't I can't imagine he's going to come back here as well. If, if Brian Flores was like, yeah, no, I'm good with you after the Patriots seemingly were good with him. I don't understand why they would necessarily bring him back just because he has familiarity with the system. And as far as Cliff Kingsbury goes, if you just got if someone just told you like you're going to get paid millions of dollars to sit around your gorgeous Arizona house with your indoor Italian leather loafers and just break down film and chill out and be super handsome versus coming back here and having to work 18 hours a day. Cliff Kingsbury for, here for slight auxiliary pay for somebody that never really makes you feel like near the gratitude that you probably deserve. I, I can't imagine why Cliff Kingsbury, unless he wants to or believes he would rebuild his reputation here, That's why would it. he come back? That's it. I think to re, uh, go in Is with a, it? I can deal with this for two years, three, whatever you put a limit look on tougher, it. look smarter. And, and sort of get some of the shine that we may be talking about how Bill has lost his fastball or what. He's still Bill Belichick. So if you go with him... It adds a little something to your resume and to your connection in the fraternal football world. But also, remember, Cliff Kingsbury was here as a player. Bill said he thought he'd be a coach and was very praiseful of him this year. Like, I do think that – and I, I'll never get past this. Like, we can say, why would you ever go work 18 hours? But this is a little different story. But Tony Gonzalez told the story of when Bill was coaching the Pro Bowl, and Tony Gonzalez half-fasted it on a special teams play. Kick, kick return, something. Did nothing. And Bill just gave him a snide remark when he came off, and it resonated with Gonzalez. And he's like, the next time I was out there, let's just say kick return, mm -hmm. I lit a guy up because Bill, I was going to show Bill Belichick that he wasn't going to mock me. And he's like, I didn't even really know why I did it. My body almost just took over and did it. That's the, that's the weird part of Bill Belichick. You might hate him. You might hate working till 4 a.m. You do it. And you're not really sure why, and you do it with a smile on your face. And I just wonder if there is that weird draw for Cliff Kingsbury. I saw it as a player on IR. Didn't really see it as a player. Mm -hmm. Basically, it was on IR. But do I want to see it from the inside as a coach? And what would my coaching career look like? Because remember, he's failed the last two stops. He was fired at Texas Tech, failed upward to the Cardinals, and mm -hmm. has now failed again. He's probably doing a little career reevaluation. And is this a way to... to sort of broaden his horizons to divest his offensive and defensive and coaching portfolio you and guys learn got, something. You, you, you have got to stop with these Hi. financial bro terms. No, divest. no, this is true. Mego, this is a significant Back me up, Fitzgerald. Factor. Is he going to leverage himself now? No, he might. Really, no. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, 
the Patriots. Leverage the I opportunity. Like on, I feel like I'm on the, Bloomberg News right now. The same I will take way that, that as a compliment. Like, the Patriots love Jared Stidham. Secret headline, Diana Rossini. The Patriots love getting a coach on a severe and significant discount who's already being paid by someone else. It's just facts. It's just complete facts because Bill's sopping up all the money. So it's like, here's your coaching budget. All right, I'll take up 90% of it. Quick, Jonathan, uh, uh, other son, go find me. Go find me uh, a coach that's been dismissed somewhere recently, and I'll have him be a special teams assistant or a defensive specialist. That's this is the way it always works. And by the way, can anyone really see Belichick coming out this year and being like, "Yeah, I know we had a defensive guy last year uh, run the offense. I thought it would work. It didn't. So now I'm just going to be like blanket. We're going air raid, Cliff Kingsbury style. It'd be awesome." I, it is. It's the most fun to watch, but there's zero chance Belichick's going to embrace the air raid system. Here. But maybe that's what Cliff Kingsbury embraces, blending his system with Belichickian 20 years of success, and maybe they can create this hybrid system with Mac Jones as the trigger man. Do I think it's likely? No. But if we have to move on from options that include Bill O'Brien, which radio silence, I don't know. How, how long can you go radio silence before you decide, I don't think the Patriots really want Billy O'Brien? Right? Do we have to acknowledge that well, fact? Well, it's been about a day. So, like, while I'm That's nervous about that. That's a day longer than it should be. I know. <laughs> while I'm nervous about that, I'm just going yeah. I'm just going to keep keep everybody in touch with reality that it's been about a day. Technically, it's We're, been about a year and a day. Okay. Ryan, you know what? That's enough Look, from I'm you right saying. now. Okay? Uh, and so, I feel that um we're talking about this primarily from, oh, do the Patriots want Shadow Shade? Does that make sense? Do the Patriots want nah. Cliff Kingsbury? Well, Maybe. Tommy Curran was on the Gresham Fourier show midday, and he kind of flipped that on his head about, does, is this a good situation for Cliff Kingsbury to even be in? I think it's a horrible idea for Cliff. <laughs> so Cliff's got a contract that runs through 2027. He's going to go from Arizona, where he had a Machiavellian quarterback, you know, cutting his Achilles at every turn to coming back out here and replacing Matt Patricia and working with Joe Judge, two guys who are basically in the same situation as they are. He's going to come back here with no title. Otherwise, Arizona's going to say, hey, hey, you got to pay him as an offensive coordinator. We're off the hook with some of the salary. Patriots are going to want to play the same game with Matt, with Cliff Kingsbury that they did with Matt and Joe, where you don't give him a title so you can make the Giants and Lions pay for him. So he's going to come back here. He's going to have no title. He's going to have Matt, who got cut off at the knees after being set out there as, you know, a human dartboard for the year. He's going to have Joe Judge, who really didn't have a lot of persuasive ability as a quarterback's coach this year. Not happy that he's about to get demoted and kick back to special teams. Not going to have a title. He's going to have 90 hours a week of work for a coach who's not that fun. Those coaches, whether it was in Arizona while they were there for that week, they were in meetings until 4 a.m. They were in meetings. Those coaches, that's such a waste thing. of time. <laughs> so the coaches at the end that he's talking about there, he's talking about the assistants that yes. were on Bill's staff. So as much grief as we give them, they are burning the midnight oil, as everyone likes to say, being forced to stay up till Make 4 Make the head coach happy. That's your job. There hmm. you go. So he's positing that there, because of Arizona Cardinals, paying out his salary, if he brought him in here, he's not going to get anything title-wise. Right. He's not going to get any recognition if he's trying nope. to rehab his career. All he gets, we're not. he's not going to name anything at any point. We're going to spend all summer asking, what's Cliff Kingsbury? Is Cliff Kingsbury the play caller? Offensive assistant. And then finally you see him with the big plastic sheet, and then you can say, okay, he's the play caller. You know what he gets? 
when next Lost. year we go, wow, they scored in the red zone. Wow, they converted on third mm. down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They scored 30 points? Whoa, who did this? Cliff Kingsbury will get the credit. He will get the results of the process. Bill using process now. Don't care for it. Mac used process all offseason. He will get the results of the process that will be a better Mac Jones and Patriots offense, presuming it actually turns into a better Mac Jones and Patriots offense. So he gets the luster and the cologne. What people used to come, yeah. they used to come here for championships mostly, but at least the, the, they would get rehabilitation and career like, reclamation. Now that's what Cliff Kingsbury would be coming here for? Brian Flores was never the coordinator. Ever. Even he got 18, credit right, for a more aggressive defense that looked good and got him a job. Mm-hmm. I hear you, but we're talking about... he. I, I think we talked about this yesterday. Cliff Kingsbury is not in the same position that Joe Judge... Or that Matt Patricia were when they got blown out of town in their respective head coaching jobs, like I, I, or at least I don't think so. How so? I don't because I think a lot of people will look at that situation and say, "Well, he won significantly more games than those coaches, and the quarterback there seems to be a bit of a wild card in Kyler Murray." Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's maybe a more accurate but meaner way of saying it. Accurate. And so it, maybe that's a coach killer situation mm. and not reflective of who he is as a coach and connecting with players. Well, and I believe Bert actually in one of his written um, pieces on this sort of topic talked about some unnamed person saying that Cliff Kingsbury's offense is the hardest to prepare for in the NFL. It's unique. It's difficult to prepare for. Mm. Juxtapose that to the uh, Vance Joseph, well, it looks like a defensive play caller is calling the play. Like, you could make a dramatic jump, maybe going from the easiest to prepare for, oh, they really only do a few things, and they don't even really do those all that well, to the hardest to prepare for. I'm I'm not saying it makes great sense. Sounds like you're in on Cliff. Oh, if Billy O'Brien is out, I'm in on Cliff. He's your number two. I'm in on Kaylee. I'm in on Kaylee as well, but that ship has sailed. I was going to say. Let's so, put a Q, get a QB whisperer back on the sideline. Somebody who can actually relate to him. Somebody who's who's who knows Bill. Off. Yeah, who knows? Like, Bill there's a and little technique. He's not yeah. from the world, but he. What do you like to say? World Belichick adjacent. Belichick adjacent to steal Fitzy's favorite phrase. He's Belichick adjacent. He knows some of the inner workings. He's been around the stench. He's and from a Belichick perspective, he's got a little bit of the new age. McVay, Shanahan, oh, we want to grow this offense. We want to be different. We want to go in a better direction. All these things, it makes sense on paper. Now, Kingsbury's it- offense might be the most difficult to prepare for in the entire NFL. I do want to say right there. we did play that about 10 minutes before you made that point. Oh, I didn't listen. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> did you really? One host has told me to shut up, and one just praised me. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really a host. I'm just a fill-in. Right That's after yeah. trending, you're a host. Guy. Right <laughs> after trending, we're gonna, we'll get to your calls. We'll continue this discussion. And what else is going on on the Patriots coaching staff? So if somebody new comes in, what happens to the rest of these guys? And when are we even going to find out? What's happening with Cam Accord? We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data Fixed Median Download Speeds USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're right back to it. Arcan and Mego on WEEI. Bolt puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. One of two kickoff return touchdowns from the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, in case you wanted to be reminded of how that felt. Nope. How that sounded in the nope. moment. We're, we're talking about the coaching shuffle here with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. I'm Megan Adelini. Uh, before we get to a couple of your calls here, uh, Andy, you say the text line is all hot and bothered about one particular name when it comes to offensive coordinator that we have not uttered once. As the 207 puts it, Brian effing Hoyer. Yes. Yes. Sell me on this. Why yes. are you excited, Nick Fitzy okay, Stevens? Let's go here. I knew, Fitzy, I was just sell me on float this. The name. Why was it because if he, why has he been back here? It's not because of like the arm angles and the you know velocity with which he throws. He's no touchdown machine physically on the field. He's rather limited. But it doesn't Bill Belichick have him sort of back here? Uh, for his mastery and his knowledge of the offense, Andy, couldn't he be an inexpensive alternative, at least if not offensive coordinator, potentially because he's always been spoken of as a coach in waiting, and there's a reason why he came back here in the first place. It was, obviously, he wants to spend his life here. This is where they've replanted their roots. Couldn't he be an unnamed coordinator in waiting? Couldn't he get one of those tags? Couldn't he at least be the quarterback's coach so you could stabilize that room and I don't know, not bring in some turkey who used to do run sneaks on third and nine from the goal uh, you know, and worked at Mississippi State for one freaking year and is better at special teams and is pissed off the entire locker room. You called him a turkey? I like that. Would you, prefer, there would you prefer jackass? Oh. <laughs> um, so the, the quarterback's coach idea does not bother me as much. You know what I think would be absolutely phenomenal? Billy O'Brien. Brady. As No. No, I think that's the worst idea we could possibly have, and we can get into that anytime you want. Uh, and I can even include the. Uh, Are you talking com- about as a coach? Oh, I might take him as a quarterbacks coach. 
Have you ever have you ever played for somebody who is an elite player and has never coached before? It is freaking miserable. Right. That they're, is part of the problem. The old Ted Williams. Why don't oh you just my, hit the ball? Yeah, their message. Because I can. Their message half the time after they see you fail at something three times in a row is, "Why is this so hard for you?" We call it bailing, whaling. <laughs> like there's a, there's a certain reason why those who can't teach. But but I could not envision a year after you gave Mac Jones. And again, maybe we need to have a separate discussion other of whether Mac Jones is solidified in his spot. But a year after you gave Mac oh, Jones so. Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. You're going to give him Brian Hoyer, which I think he likes him. They're probably get. That doesn't mean he's prepared to do everything that comes with the job. It's not an he experience. He played the freaking position, whereas Matt Patricia so? sat on the sidelines with a pencil behind his ear and a dry erase board and no previous understanding aside from how to try to stop it. Spoiler alert: He wasn't even really that good at that. You know how many people played the position and I stick think I got as probably coaches? One of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL, where I think I did a pretty good job. Are you sure uh, Flores and Ernie Adams and everyone else didn't chip in and help out? Oh, now he had no part in it. Oh, that's typical Uh, loyal Fitzy, Foxborough faithful. Uh huh. Kill ah, Patricia, go ahead and kick squad me there, Hart. You kick him. Why don't you kick him while he's down? Every day, why don't you kick him? Just give him a little kick. A little why don't you show some respect for the class? See if he's a little light. Um, but I, I can't envision giving Mac a first time ever guy transitioning from player to coordinator. I just, I don't think that would be fair to Mac. He might as well waste another year of his career. But if you tell me he's the quarterbacks coach and the in between with Billy O'Brien, say, or Cliff Kingsbury, phenomenal idea. I'm here for it. Um, let me throw one more name out there. Um, what about Charlie Weiss Jr.? Do I don't really understand that one. I don't even know what, what Charlie Weiss Jr.'s credentials are other than his last name, which I know carries weight in New England. <laughs> it carries uh, reputation. But, like, what's what's the deal with Charlie Weiss Jr.? Just maybe he maybe What's he's his like system? Where's he coached? I, all of that. Probably something similar to I'm just floating it out there. You're giving me ideas stuff. and you don't even know? I'll look up Charlie Weiss Jr. Orlowski had Tommy Reese. Another name from Notre Dame. Who? Like we're old. Exactly. We're going real young here. I thought Orlovsky wanted the job. Didn't he say that in one of the interviews? No, he said he wanted to just come work in the offensive room. I didn't know if that meant he wanted to be a quarterbacks coach or a quarterbacks assistant. Okay, so uh yes. Charlie Weiss Jr. Mm-hmm. started his coaching career at Florida as a quality control coach, mm-hmm. then moved on to yep. team manager at Kansas. <laughs> that sounds like a geeky job, isn't that like that? I believe Mr. Manager? Um at Alabama 2015-2016 as an offensive assistant. Then okay. he was with the Falcons as an offensive assistant. A journeyman. Florida Atlantic 18 and 19 as um, the offensive coordinator and QB coach. Okay. Then South Florida offensive coordinator, QB coach for two Sounds years. Sounds like a good guy for Tampa Bay. And, yeah. And Ole Miss. Perfect. He was the co-OC and QB coach at Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin the last two years. So that's actually a pretty decent resume. Like, he's worked his way up the ladder. Sure. He's gone from, like, smaller to medium-sized to now significant SEC programs. That ain't bad. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. we got to get to some of these other coaches because, Andy, I want to ask you about the logistics of um, moving In both on, his seasons, sorry. Moving on from one coach to the next coach, what do you have? In both his seasons as the offensive coordinator at University of Southern Florida, they posted the worst, third worst offense in the American Athletic Conference. Oh. Oh, he'll he be can't a win in the here. AAC. The American Athletic Perfect concert. Fit. Co- concert uh, conference. Let's go to Tony in Bridgewater. He's been home for a while. Tony, you're on. Hey, how you guys doing? It, so it aggravates me sometimes listening to these callers. Let me go around the horn real quick. Real the, quick. The callers that are calling, 
Well, the, the callers are calling complaining about Belichick. Mm-hmm. He never says anything. Then when he says something, he gets bashed. All right? Be very careful what you wish for, because if this guy's out of here, forget about it. We don't have a coaching problem. What we have is a quarterback problem. And Fitzy, I don't understand you, Fitzy. You, you, you're either. beating the drums. Mac, yeah, you're saying Mac Jones had a great game. Three picks. Three picks. And this is, they don't let this guy go vertical for a reason. The first six games of the year, they took the training wheels off. The guy was throwing picks left and right. And he did the same thing again Sunday. Two of them in the red zone. And he's getting credit. All right, thank you, Tony. Fitzy, would Tony, you like to hold on? Retort. I'll gladly rebut that. I, I yeah, I don't think the stat line belies the game that Mac Jones had. I really only put one of those on him. They get into desperation mode later in the game. One bounces off Damian Harris's hands, and it kind of gets volleyballed into their arms. I understand the turnover ratio became an issue earlier in the season, especially against the Ravens when they went fifty-fifty ball. There were miscommunications with him and Parker. I don't think he was completely cavalier or careless with the ball, but it was a bit of an issue. But if you watch that game Sunday, are you going to tell me seriously, not even just for like the sake of sports radio, are you going to tell me seriously Mac Jones is the reason why they didn't keep up with and or win that game? No. He looked great for for the large parts of that game. For the broad swaths of that game, he looked pretty darn good. He looked pretty darn good, and I agree that that first half may have been one of his better halves over the last two years. Of course, that may also be the problem. Like, it wasn't otherworldly. It was 12 of 16, a couple touchdowns, a couple drives, and that the ceiling that we're now starting to maybe accept with Mac Mm -hmm. could be part of the problem, especially when you play opposite Josh Allen. Joe Burrow, guys we've seen in recent Mm -hmm. weeks that are some of the most talented, capable, team-lifting quarterbacks in football. But, I mean, this whole thing that it wasn't, there was no coaching problem? Oh, come on. Tony, come on. That throwaway line is a little tough. And we can talk about whether Mac needs to look otherworldly at times or not, but there's a conversation for a different different day. Let's stick on Bill and Kraft here and the rest of the coaching (laughs) staff. Let's go to John in the car. John is on. Yes, how you doing? Glad to hear you guys. Same. Thank you. What's, What's up, John? Going on? Hello, John. All right. I know we 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 constantly give Bill a lot of accolades for his success, mm-hmm. but for twenty years he played in the weakest division or one of the weakest divisions in football. You had Josh McDaniel and you had Tom Brady. So I don't think all the credit that we're talking about for Bill is deserved. I think it has to do with the competition he was in. Once that division became competitive with the Bills, uh, Miami, and uh, the Jets, he hasn't done well since then. For- all right. Thanks, John. I think we get mm-hmm. the point there. He didn't mm-hmm. do alone. it alone. I no. don't think anybody would sit here and say it was all him. If anything, the conversation is turning the other way. Right. Like how much of it was Bill? How much of it was things like being in a weak conference, having the greatest quarterback of all time, having great ownership behind you? I plead the fifth. But well, I, I, mean, I agree with the aspect of he had Tom Brady, obviously. You can, can't not agree with that part. He had Josh McDaniels. He had, you can keep going, Dante Scarnecchia. We talked mm-hmm. about the other day. Brian Dable as a low-level coach, and now you're seeing what he is capable of. He had very competent assistants. I don't really agree with the competition thing as much. Did that help him? Did they have a better regular season record? 
But that would hold more water if they fell on their face more often than not in the postseason. Right. They didn't. They would go to the AFC title game, go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. So that has nothing to do with the easy division you're in. It helped them, gave them home field advantage and all these things. But they finished the job more often than not or came close to finishing the job. So I don't, I don't really buy that. I yeah, wanted. But, oh, sorry. No, go I ahead agree. for today. No, I was just going to say, if like the 2014 Patriots had to play in the 2022 AFC, I still think they would finish with a 12-5 and five record. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, God. They'd be highly competitive and highly entertaining to watch. Look at this team. Frustrating. This team stunk and it won eight games. You don't think a good team, a competent team with a good quarterback, good offensive coordinator, good talent would have won three, four more games, five Easy. more games? We can name the games. I These bet teams- you they don't lose to the Bears, the worst team in football. I'm going to grab one more call here, and then we have to talk about some of the other coaches on staff. This is Mark in New Hampshire. Mark, you're on. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, Mark? What's up, Mark? Hey, not much. Hey, um, yeah, that last guy that called, man, um, I don't even understand what the heck he was trying to say, but um, I don't think Belichick's the problem. I think what we need, we need to hire some skinny nerd from college that knows how to run an offense, and I think that Mac will have a good season next year if we can get a solid dude that can run the offense. You know, maybe try to replicate what we've been doing for the past 20 years. Get a nice slot guy. Get a couple of competent tight ends that can catch the ball and go from there. And, um, Mego, I also want to get your take on this. Um, I saw a, a picture online of Mike McDaniel and Salah, the coach from the Jets, kissing in the middle of the field. And I'm just confused by that. But have a good day, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I'm going to have to Google that. I did not see that image. But Looks like you, Andy's all over it. It's talking, legit. It's legit. It is? Yeah, was this, mid, like, was this midfield, like a French kiss? I mean, it's like a <laughs> midfield bro bump. I mean a French like kiss on one cheek, you know? Yes, no. Oh, so oh, not like a, a kiss with tongue, <laughs> Megan? Not a mouth. Oh, like, thank you. Wah, wah. like, no. They, yeah. Like, I, th- I think they went in for like, I think it's the kind of one where like two hugs, you, you're not sure which way each of you are going, and then like you end up meeting at the lips. So it was an intentional kiss? Is this like Charles Barkley so. and Dick Pavetta? How has this not come to my attention? The coaches yeah. are kissing midfield? Plus, don't forget they were on the staff in San Francisco for a while. They may do things differently out there. Uh, it's Easy. Just, what? It's Easy. Just, what? I'm just saying in a Kyle Shanahan coach team. I'm not I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it's not something that we nope. see every game. Mike McDaniel Mike McDaniel likes to do things different. He's a different kind of coach, Andy. That's what the people have been saying this whole time. Like it's, he, he's a player's coach. Like, he does things differently. He's more sensitive. It sounds like that's the kind of uh offensive coordinator that the caller wanted. He wants a weight clause in there. He wants a skinny nerd. Yeah, um like Mike McDaniel. Yes. What does uh skinny have to do with it? Like I th- Andy <laughs> Reid, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the best offensive minds of the last twenty years. Fat as can be. You know what it is? Because there's just a general idea. Sure, and you can go back to Jonah Hill's like analytics geek uh, in, in Moneyball as well. Like, doesn't really matter. But I think there's a picture in people's mind's eye of what an analytics guy or someone who's like a schematics guy and like it is like the totally like, oh, you know, I'm like that super nerdy, like thin, weird kind of guy. Or even So video it. game players are fat and have pimples and drink well, we per- energy prefer, drinks. We, we but analytics guys are skinny. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. I just I want a competent guy. I, I don't care what he looks a, like. I haven't found a single picture. I haven't of either. These How do I find kissing? this picture? I haven't seen it at Andy, all. I, I mean, Andy Fitzy, where did you see it? Can you uh, retweet on, it, please? On Twitter. So is it? Oh, so it has to be true. Yeah, yeah. this it's is a Photoshop job, right? No, it's not. Well, you don't know that for sure. Did you see it on TV? Did you see the video how proof? Guys, how did you guys not see this? Okay, like, here. did you see it in the game? Okay, retweet it. Go. 
Okay. I'm this is great radio. I'm show. sorry. My, my headphone jack is all screwed up over here, jacked by the up? way. It is jacked up. Uh, while you look for that, do want to talk about dried mayo. We touched on this real quick yesterday. So Browns are asking permission or have asked permission for Gerard Mayo to go out there and interview <laughs> for a defensive coaching. Did you just find it? Yeah, Let me it. see it. Let me see it. Oh, uh, crap. Oh, he oh, said yeah. it? No, they're Let like, me take a look. Yeah. Oh. I think this is just an unfortunately timed photo. Like, like it Mike is. is going in. It's a, it's a depth thing. Like Mike McDaniel's head is nice. clearly in front of the it, list. Ryan Garvin, Robert Ryan Garvin, yes. you nailed it. It's a depth issue. It's not like they were going in for like how deep like did a, they go? A little besame mucho. No, Robert like chin on shoulder. Looks a little um, restrained. He doesn't look like he was inviting this kiss. Yeah, no. He, he, well, the facial hair is probably bothering him, too. Like, McDaniel's got a bunch of, like, facial hair there that would be annoying. <laughs> We've gotten down. Can we talk about Jerron Mayo real quick? Sure. Sure. So, Jerron uh, Mayo uh, tapped at least for an interview with the Browns for mm-hmm. a defensive uh, coordinator position there from Burt Breer because he's all over the coaching carousel. He said that his understanding is Mayo is very open to taking a coordinator job Elsewhere, after four years as a defensive assistant here, he handles a fair amount of coordinator duties for the Patriots, helping in-game planning, running defensive meetings. But the chance to be a primary play caller and standalone coordinator elsewhere would help him stand out in the ever-growing list of solid defense-first head coaching candidates over the next few years. Um, So I guess at this point, would you be more surprised to see Mayo go somewhere else just to be a defensive coordinator with the title and the play calling duty or more surprised to see him hang around here. I'd kind of be surprised to see him hang around at this point. Me too. He has said a handful of times uh, in the summer, like pre-press conferences out on the the training camp field in front of those little makeshift backdrops and in the grass, like, I don't know. I don't even have a title, so I'm just here to talk. They told me to be here, which is joking, but you know the old saying, there's a little bit of truth in every joke. If you keep telling me a few times, you know, I don't really care, but I don't even have a title. You're thinking about the fact that you don't really have a title. And I heard, like I said, I don't have, a, I don't even have a title, man. I just, I'm out here coaching, coaching football. I don't see, care. That proves that you listen to Andy Hart. He doesn't make stuff up. He's you got not a the liar. Intonation exactly. Um, well, because it, it it resonated with me. It, it's one of those things you're like, huh? That's interesting. That you don't you you file it away for future reference, like these types of. Situations. What are titles? Somebody tell me what it's. I don't even have a business card. What am I supposed to do? Just a lot here. Here of, Here's my number. A lot of jokes there. Um, so I do. Talk to Mr. Kraft. Howard's is he advancing? I know he's gotten head coaching interviews in previous years, but is it advancing? Does he feel progress? And I heard Curran talk about this. He thinks the biggest issue for him is just some tangible feeling that the arrow's pointing up in his career, that he's kind of following a path to because he, he has been quite open with, I want to be a head coach. He needs to keep the momentum. Mm-hmm. So is he gaining momentum or spinning his wheels next to Steve Belichick? That's why I would be surprised to see him still here. Me too. Unless season. they make him the coordinator somehow, if there's some dramatic change, because I don't Ooh. think he would want to be co-defensive coordinator because I'm not sure that clarifies anything. Or Look, help. If he, Isn't that a but, demotion of Steve, though, and would Bill do that? Well, well he, neither is a defensive coordinator, so it can't be a demotion. And if you listen if you listen to Burb Rear here, part of it is having the the play-calling duty. And right. he doesn't, he have, doesn't, he have, doesn't have, have right now. And I don't expect he will have because they like the system. Clearly the system works with him taking whatever 
leadership role, behind-the-scene role, and then Mr. Face on the sideline making all the plays while licking his nose and his chin and doing all the other things that he likes to do there, calling the play. And it works. I give him credit. When he called blitzes against the the Bills, it was productive. It was when they didn't blitz that it didn't Mm -hmm. really work, and then Josh Allen just kind of patted, burped the baby, and threw afterwards. So, yeah, I I think Mayo's gone. We're going to return to the Patriots. We're going to take a brief intermission to talk Bruins with Andrew Raycroft. Razor, he's going to join us next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Grizzly springs Pasternak for the hat trick, and he scores! It's raining hats in Southern California! Welcome back. We will return to Patriots Postmortem. But we are joined now on the Harbor One Hotline by Andrew Raycroft, and he's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food, by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football-watching recipes. Let's frank it up. Razor joins us now on the Harbor One Hotline. Don't know about that one. Are you ready to frank it up, Razor? <laughs> oh, it's time to frank it up. Let's, Let's go. Frank it. Let's get Frankie. Uh, I want to first start talking to you about uh, Craig Smith. So he's had a rough first half of the season with some injuries, getting waived, and then he gets that goal in San Jose. And uh, Jim Montgomery bumps him up to the line with Marshan and Bergeron. How would you compare how Jim Montgomery can kind of read the momentum with his players compared to how other coaches around the league handle players who are maybe, you know, they've been in the skids, and then all of a sudden there's this burst of opportunity for them? Well, it's it's been really impressive. It's easier when you're 32-4-4. Four and four. Uh, it, it, Again, there's less pressure. You can work things around, but I think it goes to – the culture in the dressing room, the culture of the Bruins, and how Jim Montgomery's come in here and not not tried to force his way through this, not tried to put his stamp on it. Like 
a lot of head coaches in professional sports want to do, uh, maybe namely the guy down in Foxborough, <laughs> trying to, mm. to have everything go his way and you have to do it my way or the highway. Jim Montgomery's come in here and um, allowed the room to, to, to police itself. And I think he's done a wonderful job all season of managing the lineup giving rewards when necessary, but also not forcing it. Like this week with Craig Smith, Jake DeBrus comes out of the lineup, but he doesn't put Smith right directly on that first line. He doesn't put Chris Wagner directly in the lineup. He allows Jacob Zaboral to come in, who's been here all season and been that seventh defenseman. He plays with 7D and 11 forwards, which is a little unconventional. And then Smith gets his goal, so he brings Wagner in against his former team on Sunday and puts Smith on the first line to reward him. So I think he's done a good job not forcing it, but also at the same time making the right decisions at the right time. Razor, uh, this David Pasternak uh, season is interesting in that he is scoring goals, points, everything, having a great year. And now we're in this lull where even our own Rich Keefe had a tweet a couple weeks ago that, you know, that maybe there was an eight-year, $88 million deal right around the corner uh, where do you think that contract negotiation stands? Is there a holdup? Is it getting done? Was that premature? Where Where are we? Well, I'm not sure. I have I really have no idea. Um, what I do know is deals like this, the deal that David Pasternak is going to there's, let's say, 25 of these kind of deals in the NHL for different players, uh, are difficult. And they're very confusing at times they're very difficult to guarantee or not guarantee my story upfront money bonus money how you structure it within a salary cap that you're still very unsure of the direction of it uh is it going up a million dollars this year is it going up four million is it going to be a million now and then five million next year no one really is quite sure of that and i think that's what makes the deal that much more difficult to to read and difficult to put together so um, I'm sure we're going to continue to hear rumblings, um, but it's really how they structure the deal. I, I'm sure there's a pretty good ballpark of dollars and years. It's just how that money comes to the player. Yeah, but if he keeps up this current pace, and there's just so many seemingly unsustainable paces being set by the Bruins <laughs> right now, uh, I mean, like they could be on, if they keep this up, Razor, if they duplicate their second half, they could challenge the 95 96 Red Wings for the most wins ever in a season. Allmark is 22-1-1. Pasta's on track for 120 points and almost 70 goals. Like, I don't even want to know what they might have to pay him if it gets to the end of the season. But just to speak to all of this greatness that they're achieving at this insane 32-4-4 mark, is is this overall dominance sustainable over the course of a whole season? Or do you fear maybe there could be an early peak to these Bruins? No, I don't see an early peak, and meaning that they're going to get swept four straight in the first round of the playoffs. I, I, this team is much more aware than what the Tampa Bay Lightning were in 2018, which is the latest example of a team going out and trying to break records in regular season and not really preparing themselves for the playoffs. They're not that team. They understand the process. What they're doing right now is so incredible because they'll be the first to admit that they know none of it matters. They're literally just showing up to the rink and giving their full effort every single day. And, and they're talking about process. And they're, they're looking forward and still winning these games. And that's what's all the more incredible. Of course, I mean, I would eat my hat if Linus Allmarks ends the season 44-2-2 two and two 
which is the pace he's on right now, like if that ends up being that, that is absolutely incredible and, and absolutely everything went perfect for this team. So, no, I see them going on a two- or three- or four-game stretch just because it's the NHL. They have to go to Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver still. They have to go to Nashville. Like, there's a lot of things that are still difficult on the schedule, mm-hmm. but I don't see them peaking early in the same respect as some of these other teams because they understand how hard it is to go through the playoffs still, too. Given the performance so far, and even with those challenges on the horizon, how good this team is. Uh, is anyone seriously challenging Jim Montgomery for the Jack Adams trophy at this point? No, no. I, I mean, realistically, the Bruins Bruins might have four or five trophies on the mantle already. Uh, you have Linus Allmark, you have Patrice Bergeron winning the Patrice Bergeron trophy. You have Jim Montgomery, uh, David Pasternak's one goal away from the Rocket Richard trophy, the President's trophy. Uh, so there, there could be a lot of hard work coming this way. And, and again, the way that everyone's overachieved, I, I, and I hate to say that, but the way they've all played, is, is it's, it's completely understandable. What is, uh, how has Jeremy Swayman handled the last couple of years? Because, you know, there was at one point people thought he was like the next big thing, this young, hot goaltending prospect. And now he's not even the number one goalie because Allmark has taken over. But I think you, we've talked about this. You expect maybe the the games played to even out over the second half of the season. Is he is he comfortable being that you know one B? And and how has he handled the trajectory of his career? I guess. Well, he he's got he's a he's a true pro as a young kid. I think what the biggest thing for me, and, and I'm just putting myself in his shoes is when a guy is going on a 22-1-1 run, like Linus Allmark is, it, it's, you're okay with taking the back seat. It, it's one of the few situations where you just have to sit back and, and, and tip your hat and say, wow, that is incredible, and it basically has no effect on me because he's so good, and he's on such a run that it, it doesn't reflect that Jeremy Swayman doesn't play the next four games. Everyone in the world, everyone in hockey world would understand that, and he would as well. And I think it, it's, a, it's a bonus because he's allowed to develop his game. He had a couple, he had a hiccup, he had an injury this year, but he, he's showing that he shows up every day and he's ready, and he's been on a roll the last little while in, in finding ways to win for this team as well. So I think his development's in a good place. He's still a young guy, and I think he recognizes that. He's got a long way to go in his career, and this is a great, great time to learn as well right Uh, now all right andrew raycroft uh finding the silver lining and everything thank you so much for joining us thanks for franking it up with us yeah that was enjoyable (laughs) we'll frank it up again next week (laughs) all right all right thank you andrew uh raycroft joins us every tuesday so we will hear from him again next week but when we come back from the break we're going to turn back to the patriots because now that the season's over might be time to look at that 2022 draft class Hmm. that everybody was pretty high on at the midpoint Hmm. in the season. How do they grade out now? We'll get to that next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.